So those of you who were here last week will remember the uh, illustration of me playing hide and seek with a yander counting to ten and then saying coming, ready or not. And uh, Jesus is coming, ready or not. And hopefully, what we, why we gather together, and we, that we will be ready for this great appearance, this great second coming where Jesus comes. But as we look at it, and we look at the, the signs in which we see, and I, I got a video yesterday from, I think it's Val Waldeck, she sends out videos, and there was this little company in the United States that were getting little microchips the size of a, of a grain of rice inserted in their hands so that they could open the doors and they could buy stuff at the cafeteria uh, without uh, having to have cards. And you can understand the logic of that. But we, we see the scriptures, uh, we see that's another little sign that maybe we're coming towards the end times. And uh, so are you ready? That's been the theme for the, for the last few weeks. Are you ready for this wonderful coming? And then if you are, you're ready. And if, you, if you're not ready, well, then get yourself ready. Walk with Jesus. It's about intimacy. It's about loving Him. It's about Jesus being the center of your life and my life. And how do we live? How do we live in this time where He is still not coming? And you wake up in the morning and you look at the mirror and you see that it's you are there. And Jesus has not come and taken us, taken us away to be with Him. The kingdom of God is, is coming in, in earth and, we, and, and that's what we are called to bring. We are called to bring the kingdom of God. So it's not just about you and I sitting on our, on our chairs at home watching Roger Federer playing tennis. Although I love doing that. I love to do that. What, what should we be doing? How should we be living? That's, a, that's an amazing thought. How, how should I be living? I should be living with Jesus as the center of my life. It's all about Jesus. And if we look at the future, the future of this community, the future of our town, of our little place where God has put us, we have been born for such a time as this. How am I to live? I'm living with a great excitement that God is going to break out in us and through us and with us. And that we are going to make a difference in this community. That we would be a beacon in, the, in, in, in a dark and depraved world. That we would be light and life. That when people come hear the worship and, and come to worship and they see our lives, they will be challenged because we walk with Jesus. Because you walk with Jesus. You walk day by day. Bob, when you're on the golf course, you're walking with Jesus. Sometimes it's a little bit, you play a bit of Catholic golf, a bit across here and across there. You should be going straight down the fairway. But wherever we are, we're bringing the kingdom of God and that is exciting. 
And so, it's two things. Firstly, we need to know that He's got our lives in His hands. I mean, I've got a very small hand. But God's hand has got the whole of creation in His hand. He's got you and I in His hands. Isn't that a great thought? Isn't that as, as you go out on Monday, as you go to, go to work, as you go wherever you do, whatever you're going to do on Monday, God's got it. God's in you. God's with you. And we call to bring hope into this world. You and I are filled with the God of hope. The God of hope. And we're all facing issues. We all look at our things and suddenly something happens. And suddenly, I mean, I was looking at my, in my own life in an area and suddenly, suddenly things don't seem quite as where I thought they were. And we were singing a song, we, we, something about not being shaken. Through it all, I'll, I'll, what is the song, do you know? Have you got the, have you got this, have you got the songs Yeah. The words are at the back of what? There you are. Which? I'm going to ruin your whole system. I don't have a system. Oh, oh. It's this one. Okay, yes, there it says, I will build my life upon your, upon your love. It's a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken because what? Because I put my trust in Jesus. There's enough to shake us. There's enough to get us worried. Build our lives. We are called to build our lives in Jesus. We are called to walk with Him. We are called to encourage each other. To be... Jesus to each other, to help each other through the storms that we go through. Because we serve a God whose name is Jesus, a name above every other name, the one who can save you, the one who is your salvation, the one who is whatever you need for any situation, He's the one you look to. You look to Christ, the beauty of celebrating the cross. Thank you, Andrew. I know sometimes, some, I think Easton technically would probably be, be the sin. But, but yeast brings life it brings to, to a loaf of bread. When I, when I have a loaf of bread at home, I don't want it to not have any yeast. I want it to be risen. I want it to be oh, nice and fluffy. You know that smell of, of, uh, of bread from the, from the, from the oven as, it's, as you're waiting for it. You start salivating. Mmm, saliva. Yuck, yuck. I do that even, I, I do that with just about everything. I, I start going like that just before I'm about to eat it. Because it's so good. It's so good. So, I'm going to read a portion of scripture and I'm going to read it from the message version. Revelations chapter 2. How then shall we live? Are you ready? Are you ready? 
Scripture is very confrontational. It is very in your face. And when you're reading it and it doesn't get to you, well, then you're probably not reading it. But let's just read this. The message to the church in Ephesus. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds seven stars in his right hand. The one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. Hey, this sounds good. Imagine if he was writing this about Sarepta. I've seen your hard work. I've seen your patient endurance. I've seen you. some people here have been here for 40 years and plus. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are, are apostles, but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. So these guys are like uh, on the mark. They're on the money. They, uh, in, in uh, the uh, ESV it says, I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but you have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake and you don't grow weary. So they're challenging the doctrine, they're challenging this and, and not growing weary. Are you, are you tired? I mean, are you a little bit tired? Are you weary? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I, feel, I feel tired, but, but yeah, the, the church has been uh, encouraged and say, you haven't grown weary. You've been doing it for the, for the Lord's sake. Are you doing this for the Lord's sake? I'm doing this for, for, for His sake. And I'm, hopefully I'm not growing weary. 1977, somewhere, uh, no, maybe even 75, I think I came to Jesus. It's going back a few years. So I'm hopefully that the Lord is, hopefully the Lord is saying to me today, uh, I've seen your endurance, I've seen your perseverance. And, and if you look at your life or you look at my life, we've been through stuff. You've been through stuff. 25, 26 years ago, Rob went through a, a triple bypass. I remember going to pray with him. Been through, we've been through life. We've, people have passed on. We've had, people have, have struggled financially. We've been through it. We've been through some good times. When Bob became the club champion at the golf. What, what a great, what a great moment. We've been through stuff. We walk this life together. And so you're saying here to this church, He's actually complimenting them. But then he says, Nevertheless, Nevertheless, Let me go there. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. What a, what a thing. 
Nevertheless, nevertheless, I have this against you. Despite all that, despite all the good we do, despite all the good when we think of the, the Valley AIDS work and we've gone down and we've uh, still go and that's been going for uh, 30 years plus. 30 years we've been going down the valley with food parcels, with the gospel. Now we have Joe with us and going down, Jesus, the ne- Jesus to the needy. We have Zalari going down to the, to the valley. All these ministries, these wonderful ministries that we partake in. And it's just wonderful. It's wonderful to be part of a community that's making a difference in our, in our society. And my hope and my prayer is that we're going to expand this. That this is going to multiply. That this is, we are going to we are, we're going to make a greater have a greater impact, and people are going to encounter Jesus. In whatever you do, you're going to encounter Jesus. If I look in the scriptures, if I look at the scriptures, we we see people encountering Jesus. We see the disciples being called, and he and he and he calls, and he and he. He sees, oh, he sees Jacques here and he says, come follow me. And Jacques gives up everything and goes and follows Jesus. He has an encounter, encounter with Jesus, just a call. The call of Jesus on his life causes, him, causes them to give up their day jobs and follow him. We see the uh, demoniac with thousands uh, of, uh, of demons. We see him... Not in his right mind. He's, got not, he's not clothed. He's, he's not uh, clean shaven. And what happens? Jesus, he encounters Jesus. His life has changed. And the next thing we read, he's in his right mind. He's in his right mind. We see the lady at the well. She encounters Jesus. She's forgiven. She, she runs back to town. And what does she do? She tells the whole town. This happens when we encounter Jesus. The, the town came to Jesus. The town came to find out what this man was all about. And then we have the, the woman caught in adultery. She encounters Jesus. And she knows she's in trouble. Because she's going to be stoned. But what does Jesus offer? He offers forgiveness. He offers another way. And so this is the encounter that people have with Jesus. Where is Jesus in the world today? Any good? Uh, any thoughts? He's in us, in our hearts. He, he's in our lives. He's, he's, he walks with us. So the people out there are going to see Jesus when they see you. Isn't that a thought? Mike, when you go to do lectures uh, next week or whenever it is, you're probably on holiday. But whenever you go back to, back, to, back to work, you are Jesus to those people. And my prayer is that, that we would, and people would encounter Jesus in us more and more. And so that's why I think this scripture is really important this morning. I'm not going to talk for long. I'm going to leave it quite soon. But I want us to go away and I want us to think how and, and be aware of the love that we carry.
and who we love. So this scripture says, but this I have against you, that you have left your first love. You have not just lost, not just fallen out of love, but it's left, it's abandoned. One of the other uh, versions says you have abandoned your first love. This is going to be a really difficult question. I'm not sure any of you will get it. What is the first commandment? We'll know it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. When we do that, our lives are transformed. It seems like kind of a bit strange that God would ask us, to love Him. I mean, when you, with, with everything we've got, when, when you consider, if you look in Revelations and you see that there are thousands of angels, myriads of angels, and they're worshipping God day and night, why does He need my love? Why does He need your love? Well, He actually doesn't need it, but He wants it. He wants it. God can't do without us. But he, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten that we should have life and its fullness. That's what we need to know. And so with the first and foremost thing you and I are required to do is to love God. Love God with everything we've got. That's with our intellect. That's with our emotion. Every aspect of our lives. It's not, we're not just intellectually, it's not just an intellectual thing. So Alex is wonderful because he's going to go off, he's going off uh, on the 19th and he's going to go and study uh, theology, he was going to be able to understand all the intricacies of, of, of who God is and, 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 and that could be a complete waste of time if it doesn't impact his heart, if he doesn't fall more in love with Jesus. And so, Alex, that's my prayer for you, that as you go, as you, as you know more about your king and as you know more about God, you will be transformed and you will fall more in love with Jesus. So that's what we are called to. We are called first and foremost to love Him with everything. And so that when we come to a church service, we come to morning worship, our hearts should be filled with joy. Our hearts should be filled with excitement to sing and worship and to praise. It's the one time in a week in which you can get together with the body of Christ and you can worship your King together. And it's an important aspect of our, of, our, of our gathering. Just worshiping and getting lost in Him and, and, and just bringing Him everything. Your pain, your tears, all of it. Bringing it to Him in worship. And leaving this place changed and transformed. Why? Because we've encountered the King. We've encountered the King of Kings. And that's why it's today was such a good day, because we, we come to the table of mercy, we come to the table of grace, we come to remember what He has done for us. And not only what He has done for us, but we remember what He is doing and what He is still to do. Because He's going to do it. He's going to answer your and my prayers. But I, my, my frustration with myself, I mean, I've got... 
is I want more of my heart to be impacted by what I read. Because I love reading. I, can, I read all the time. I underline and highlight and go to concordances and, 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 and want to get it all, all good. And that's all good. But I want it to impact my heart. Because sometimes I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't always impact my heart. And I want it to impact my heart. So Lord Jesus, I ask that my worship, my, my, my reading would, would transform me and it would transform us as a community. So, if I got up here and I could just read some stuff, it might not make any impact. But if I, if I believe it, if I'm living it, if I'm enjoying it, if I'm uh, living it all, it's going it's to change you. You're going to say, hey, I want what Ellen's got. I want what Alex has got. I want what Jockey's got. He's got life. He's got Jesus. Beloved, you all have him here. Most of you have said yes to Jesus. You said, I've, deci- I've decided to follow Jesus. Somewhere along the line, you have decided to follow Jesus. Don't, and remember those, uh, those first days. Those first days where we, we were a little bit crazy. And we... Trod where angels fear to, 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 to go. We like kind of went there and, and we said things which we look back and we think are crazy. But maybe we've settled into respectability. The scriptures, Jesus is never, he's very confrontational. It's confrontational. It's never just, oh, it's always cutting edge stuff. Cutting edge. He, he's, he's challenging you and I. And the challenge, I think, for us this morning, and maybe I'm only talking to myself, the challenge for me this morning is to love Him with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, with everything I've got. Because I don't want that. Nevertheless, I have this one thing against you. You have abandoned the love that you first had. So I want us to close. And I want us to close singing, Jesus, be the center. And this is not just a song we're singing. This is a recommitment. This is saying, Jesus, be the center of my life. Because if he is the center and if we love him and with all, of, all that we've got, we are going to impact this world. We are going to make a difference. And I don't care whether you uh, 30 or you, where's the, the 93, 93? It doesn't matter. You are still called to love Him with everything. And when you love Him with everything, people are going to be drawn to Jesus in you. So our first and foremost act of every day is to thank the Lord and is to love Him with everything we've got.